keeping a home, opening a successful business. People, are you ready? Meet your personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee. Get ready for Leave on the Loose, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. You're a player. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. We have a very special segment right now. I'm sitting here with Steve Ciliato, who runs the closing department at Leave at Law. And this segment, I'm going to tell you why we have him here. Because with this coronavirus, I'm seeing New York State just stopped assemblies of 500 people. There's emergency, state of emergencies everywhere. There is no more NHL, which breaks my heart. Breaks my heart, too. Yeah. Go the, Rangers. I hate you now. So, <laughs> and the Islanders, I want you to know, before this happened, we're ahead of the Rangers. You'll remember now that. Now it doesn't matter. Just, well, no, we're ahead. That's how the season's now over. We have the NBA gone. Um, Major League Baseball is postponed. They're, it's just wild. And you just came out of a closing, and I'm hoping that you um, used your antibacterial before you're sitting here. Yeah, I pulled him out of a closing because I'm concerned. And if you are buying a house, if you're selling a house, there's a closing date. And I'm wondering what happens, Steve. What happens if there's a closing date? And someone's quarantined and they can't come to the closing. How does this work with a contract date? So the way the standard contract is set up, there is an honor about date. And the honor about date is a soft tentative target date for the parties. And what case law says is that those parties have a reasonable time past that date to close. And reasonable is based on the facts and circumstances of every case. So the generic contract that's used, there's no hard set date just yet. You just I just want everyone to be hearing Steve. So because I can't tell you how many people forgetting this coronavirus thing think the date in their contracts is the date they're closing. How often does that happen? Never. Never. No. So when you see a date in the contract, do not expect that you're closing do on that date. Not take off from work that day. It's not It'll happening. Be a miracle. So how close to the date in the contract if I'm a buyer or I'm a seller, will I know the actual date? So the biggest fallacy is there's 30 days past that date, which is not accurate. It's just misinformation continuously spewed. You as the buyer, well, you want to know when you close, are going to close, of course. So what you need to wait for is bank clearance. So the bank clearance can come before the honor about date, can come after the honor about date. That is your trigger for when you're going to close. When you say bank clearance, you're talking about a deal with a mortgage. Correct. So when you say there's a deal with a mortgage, bank clearance means when they agree to fund. Correct. All right. So until we know that the bank's going to pay the money, there's no closing. No closing. And so I was told when I started being a lawyer, he who controls the money controls the closing date and location. Is that a true statement? And as my father used to say, no ticky, no shirty. I like that. So what we got is that there's this closing date in the contract. And what you're telling me is that subject, you use the word reasonable adjournment. And you said there's no 30-day. That's nonsense. So what I want to explore right now is that if I'm on lockdown and I'm a buyer and I'm going to a closing – how long do I get? What is reasonable? Is 90 days. You said not 30. Do I get 90 days? What is, the, is there an end date of reasonableness? So it depends on the transaction. If it's an all-cash deal where no financing involved, reasonable could be very soon after the honor about date. If but if I'm in lockdown, is it ever going to be soon? Never. 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 So if, I'm, if I end up getting – so I'm your client. Let's assume I am your client right now. But I am your client and let's assume – I'm selling one of my properties right now. Let's assume that I'm your client and my – House is on lockdown. I get an order, whatever it is, like New Rochelle. They got an order. Italy. I get an order and I'm on lockdown. I can't go to the closing. I don't need to be sweating there being like, I need to get out of my house. I need to escape. Putting on masks, trying to get out to get to the closing. I, 
they're not going to be able to enforce no, this against no, me. No, definitely not. It's not going to be reasonable based on the facts of the case. You're quarantined in a property, could potentially be very sick. There's no way you could be able to close on that property. Steve, um, let me just ask you a question. What if you're not quarantined? You just don't want to be in a room with a lot of germs. Great question. So you would have to see how the contract is drafted. A lot of the attorneys stick with the vanilla mortgage contingency clause that's in what the contract. What do you contract. mean by vanilla? Just the basic, the way the pre-printed form comes. Okay. So there's a pre-printed form that a lot of people work off of in a residential deal. Correct. And you do closings. You're a real estate transactional attorney, so you see these forms all the time. All day, every day. And do you just use a standard form? We supplement the standard form with a rider and also make changes to the standard form to protect our client. And just so everyone understands, uh, what you say a rider, what does that mean? Just an additional document that's incorporated into the contract that modifies and changes terms of the pre-printed form. So there's this form, and then there's another document that says, hey, I don't care what it said there. Here's what the rules are. It supersedes. So how would you change the form with respect to what we're talking about? Well, you have to contemplate issues. They do come up all the time. So in this particular case, you'd want to make sure there's proper protections in there that in the event there is this virus or the, the troubling about being sick, that you have an out or you have an extension of time to contemplate this. Well, did you see Howie Mandel the other day? He was wearing a full hazmat suit. So maybe, Lauren, what you should do is we should just invest in hazmat suits. Can you do closings with hazmat 100%, suits? Why not? Is there another alternative? I've done them in my bathing suit. Why not? I like that. So we, ha- we actually have a whole catalog here. I don't know if you've seen the fireman catalog. We have the attorney's catalog. It's not as sexy. I'm Mr. July. <laughs> so anyway, here's the thing, Steve. We know people aren't really going to do a hazmat suit. Is there an alternative of another type of closing you do? Yeah, the best way, in my opinion, is to do a mail-away closing. Like a bride? That would be nice. All right. Tell me what that means. So basically a mail-away closing, depending on the type of transaction, commercial, residential, co-op, there's different procedures in place. But in essence, there's either a title company or a management agent who can act as a third-party escrow agent to handle documents, facilitate wires, uh, facilitate the release of documents where the parties don't have to gather. The parties can send their documents and their funds in advance, and once everything's signed off on, consent to escrow being broken. How long does that usually take? It could take a, it could only take a day or two as long as the parties, you know, via FedEx or UPS, send the overnight packages on time, initiate wires. You mentioned third-party escrow agent. That sounds fancy-schmancy. What does that mean? Basically, just somewhat of a neutral third party who's entrusted to hold documents or money under an agreement that governs the rights and responsibilities of all the parties. So you wouldn't want one of the parties in the transaction to be holding the documents because then they would have leverage against the other parties when they're fighting back. So if you're going to do, as you called it, a mail-away closing, I keep thinking this bride (laughs) thing again, um, although you might not want to mail away right now. (laughs) So, and you can't, you can't travel to the EU, Lauren, so we can't get the brides from there. But when you're doing it this way and you're going to do it with a third party, the first step is to designate who's holding the exactly. stuff. Exactly. You always want it to be a disinterested party. Okay. And this, and you mentioned that this is from residential co-ops and you use the word commercial because even before there was coronavirus, that was a big thing in commercial. Oh yeah. Commercial is kind of the standard, especially when you're dealing with out-of-state properties. And it's very different outside of New York as well. But typically uh, funds and documents will be placed with the title company who will help facilitate the closing of the transaction. And the parties actually never get to a table and meet. Okay. And so if I'm getting a mortgage on this property, if I'm a buyer and I'm getting a mortgage, is there anything special that I need to know that, or can I always do a mail-away closing? So it depends on the bank and their procedures and policies. You can do it if the, the procedures are set forth in advance and everyone agrees upon them. I don't know if the banks are set up for that just yet because the norm is a sit-down closing, but with the proper procedures in place, yes, we can take care of it. So what you're saying, though, is when you say the bank, you're saying whoever the buyer is getting the mortgage from is going to be in control of this. Correct. And so if I am a buyer or 
Lauren, you're a buyer, or Steve, even you're a buyer. What you want to do immediately after you're thinking about buying a property is have your attorney hook up with the bank to figure out for this closing. Yeah, you'll want to coordinate well in advance and leave enough time, especially now since this are some new procedures that are going to be put in place for these closings. You want to leave sufficient time not to delay the closing. Well, if I know I'm buying this year, given everything that's going on with Corona, I think I might want to just search out for mortgage companies that allow you to mail by to close by mail. Oh, yeah. So what happens when your attorney closes, though? Because we we did a segment last week, and this is really a thing. What happens when office buildings are closing because they have a corona issue? And what happens when your attorney's not available? Like, what happens if you're quarantined, Steve? Are they Should I be freaking out if I'm your client and you get quarantined? Not at all. The good thing about us is we do everything remotely. So as long as we have an internet connection, we're good to go. Our files are in the cloud. Uh, I could be on the beach in Jamaica or I could be quarantined and still get the clothes and done for you. As long as the internet company stays exactly. in business. But if the if they close Optimum, we got problems. We're all in trouble then. Uh, and my Verizon. DVR. Yeah, yeah, Verizon. That's good. <laughs> I like that. So let's assume – let's loop back for a second. You said, hey, listen, we can do a remote closing. You said the attorney can be remote. You said this on or about closing date, which is standard in a residential deal and a contract, isn't subject to 30 days. It's subject to a reasonable amount of time. You said to me that reasonable is based on the facts and circumstances. And if you're quarantined, that's going to be a good reasonable excuse. Very good reason. And Lauren suggested that maybe even if you're not quarantined, you want to self-quarantine. That's the thing people are doing right now. And I recommend the hazmat suit, and you should have saw their faces. It was like I was a crazy person. Howie Mandel and I agree. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm getting that. Count me but, in. but you guys suggested this remote closing, which I think is a really good idea. And we discussed that we want to speak to the bank in advance and make sure we're doing it the right way. Now, what I want to understand, though, is let's assume that before the closing even comes, let's assume I'm getting a mortgage. And let's assume that. I'm getting laid off because I don't know if you saw the Huffington Post, but there's articles right now about mass layoffs. This is not just a health crisis. This is an economic crisis. What happens if I get laid off and I don't have money now to close? All depends upon your attorney and their capabilities. A lot of the contracts I see, the attorneys don't negotiate the mortgage contingency provision, which is just your provision to get financing and gives you an out of the contract uh, in the event you don't get that financing. So in the basic one, just to understand, forgetting coronavirus for a second, if I was buying with a mortgage contingency clause and my attorney just used the standard form, and let's assume before there was a commitment, I lost my job and the bank denied me the mortgage, I'd be able to theoretically demand my down payment back and get out of the contract. As long as you're within the standard 45 days, you would. Okay. So now what are you talking about when you're saying that there's this attorneys usually use the standard form and they don't negotiate? Tell me what that means. What you need to do is condition that because once you receive that commitment, you've met that obligation under the contract. Okay. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that clause is negotiated properly where it continues past the 45 days that in the event the commitment is pulled through no fault of the buyer, i.e. they lose their job, coronavirus, whatever the case is, that they still have an out and that that provision is not deemed waived. And when you say pulled, what you're saying is what you get is a condition uh, commitment originally subject to continuing conditions. And what you're saying is that one of those conditions later on in between getting the commitment and the closing, it could be pulling the mortgage. Am I getting Correct. it right? All right. So what you're saying is that you need a representation as a buyer that says, hey, it's not just that I get the commitment. It's that I get the final funding and nothing happens in that gap period. Make it all the way to the end. And so what you're basically saying to me is that you need an attorney like Steven Ciliato at Libat Law when you are doing a closing, particularly when there's coronavirus. I think that's the way to go. Sounds good. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? 
is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.